Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Wednesday the 23rd of February. This is the Afternoon Edition. I'm Charles Firth. I'm with Gabby Bolt here. Hello. And uh, we're very lucky to be joined this afternoon by Peter Fitzsimons, who is the chair of the Australian Republican Movement. Is that right, Peter? Nearly right, Charles. It's the Australian Republic Movement, oh. to make it distinct from the yeah, Republican nice. Party, Party, oh, Republican right, Party yeah. in America. So I'm the ARM chair, but you can call me the ARM chair for short. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll get straight into it straight after this break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Peter, before we get into the whys of why we should become a republic or not a republic or whatever it is, can I just get you to jeopardise your entire cause and it, for a moment and put it into jeopardy all the work that you've done over the last few years in trying to make a case for a republic by getting you to comment on the Queen's health? <laughs> Why don't you send me out into a minefield <laughs> with no suit, wearing a baby's nappy? Yeah, nice. And, <laughs> that's his bit. And twinkle toe yeah. ballet shoes for my own protection. Yeah. We we genuinely wish the Queen well and wish her a full recovery. We want we want Australia to become a republic, not because of ill health of a of a lady in England, but because we want to be our own sovereign nation, freestanding, look mum, no hands, standing beneath the Southern Cross. Proudly. So there's, there's no sarcasm in your voice there? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I'll tell you what, what, people say, who would I like to interview? Mm. You know, if you could sit with the Queen of England, not that you'd ever give an interview, but, you know, to talk about the 14 Prime Ministers, I think it'll be 15 by next week. Mm. But, but, you know, she sat with Winston Churchill, mm. you know, and, and all the way back there, what an extraordinary life she's had. And we wish her well. It ain't about her, it's about mm. us. As to... Making reasons for the course, not with you two. Come on. Mm. Come on. <laughs> That's like asking me to explain to you how you two, why gravity is a good idea. I mean, you get it. <laughs> and I reckon your audience gets it, surely. No, but it, look, no, the question that I have is why should we bother? Why should we bother becoming a republic? Because as I understand it, your model is that the actual head of state that would end up with wouldn't be that powerful anyway would just be a figurehead it would be as good as having a governor general that we've got at the moment yeah What's, oh, look, what I is the point of going yeah. through all this sort of la-di-da yeah. and and focusing on something that just doesn't seem to matter yeah charles yeah let's just sit on the couch together <laughs> you you send out for pizza i'll yeah, okay. go back we'll get some beers yeah and let's just live our lives and not do anything. I mean, when you no, put it like that, no. what's on the telly? Let's watch maths tonight, you and me. 
let's then, just blow away an evening because nothing's worth doing. No, but there's plenty. All. There's plenty of things that do need doing. That's far more important than a republic, you know, for Australia. Like, like I mean, just in every aspect of our life, you're just going. There's actually urgent things that need to happen, especially uh, you know after the last sort of seven years or so of, of what's been you know, and the pandemic and everything like that. What? Why? Because it would take so much focus away from issues of health, education, roads, the climate change, okay. indigenous. Okay. So you, know. you, you accept you accept that the need for a republic, but you just say more important things. Could you name, given you're a bit of an historian and you and I have chatted, could you name any year in the last 120 years where somebody said, bugger me, we got nothing on. There's nothing happening in the world right now. <laughs> of course we're a serious sovereign nation and we've got all kinds of other issues, climate climate change being one of them, you know, Ukraine and all the rest. Mm. There's so many other issues, but this is a serious issue. And the idea that... Australia being freestanding beneath the Southern Cross, that we that we're reduced to holding the hand of the English aristocracy to sort ourselves out. Mm. That, that that that's not embarrassing to us as a nation. I mean, it's not a matter of spending a lot of money. It's a matter of mustering the political will and of getting influential people behind microphones like you two <laughs> to say it loud, say it proud. Mm. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous! Mm. This would wash in 1901. Okay, when we, when we, you know, at that point we saw ourselves as Britain, Britain in the South Seas. What our flag says, we are. I love the line from Jerry Seinfeld. I quote it too often. He, he came out to Australia in the year 2000 and he said, "I love your flag, Great Britain at night," and that is what our constitution says we are. It <laughs> says we're great. We're Great Britain in the South Seas. Mm. But that is not who we are in the third decade of the 21st century. All we're saying is let, let us unhitch ourselves from the English aristocracy and live our own lives without being seen to hold their hand. And, and Charles, because I know that you're a secret reader of the Women's Weekly. I've seen you. I, I've seen you yeah. devour that Thank stuff. Thank God you bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. He does every weeks. time I see Charles. Mm. He's got the Women's Weekly in the back pocket, and he always the the most well thumbed parts mm. are the piece about you know the royal somebody or others being seen oh, with somebody. Else. And yeah. the answer, Charles, the answer oh. is when we become a republic and yes. and it's all sorted out. About fifteen years from now, mm. we Prince George will be spotted at Ascot with Lady Fothering. Bottom, and there'll be a piece in the Women's Weekly, yes. and you can still read it, and you can go to all of your entertainment oh. sites and your royalty sites. All of that stuff will go on, Charles. We're not going to shut it down. So, what what is your model? Okay, so the the, the guts of the problem when when I took over seven years ago, mm. and I got. You, Got to say, the people that took over after the well, we don't say the '99 referendum. We say the referendum held late last century. Mm. The people that took it over did a stunning job of keeping the whole thing alive. Because the devastation, the yeah. disappointment that there was, you know, they kept it going. I took over in 2015, and obvious to me, as explained to me by who I took over from, Jeff Gallup, was that there's it's not simply Republicans versus monarchists in this town, in this country. I mean, basically the way it works is 50% of the people are Republicans, 25% are, are monarchists, and 25% don't care so long as they can keep watching Married at First Sight. Mm. And the you've got to you've got to very much in that category, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so the problem is among the Republicans, there were two models that they they fell apart on 1999. One said, I want direct election. I want to have a say in who the head of state is, who our president is. And the other one says, absolutely under no circumstances, we don't want the whole palaver of an election. Mm. And they've been going at each other, the McTavishes and the McCoys, for 20 years. Mm. The answer is we had to come up with a model and we came up with a great model, which is basically like the Irish model, where you have the best of both worlds. You're not having a Clive Palmer-esque, you know, vote for me, I'm six foot three. You're not putting $80 million behind it. You need to start out to be of sufficient eminence that your state or territory nominates you. This is our eminent person. This is our best and brightest. And so each state and territory puts forward one person. Then you get the federal parliament put forward three people. You come up with 11 and the and the nation just votes on those 11. And the position doesn't have a great deal of power. So nothing changes in the Westminster system. It all goes forward just like that. And it's like the Irish model. And you say, you know, why why bother when you it doesn't have a lot of power? Some people say, let's have no head of state at all. Let's just make the prime minister the head of state. We, there are people that think that, but what we did, we spent a lot of money, is working out what is the best chance to win a referendum. And there's not sufficient people who say, let's have let's have no head of state at all. Mm. It The model that we put forward on our numbers, 72% of the people, if presented with it, would say, yes, this is the one. Did it get attacked by people from 1999? Absolutely no doubt. Was it always going to be attacked by 99ers? No doubt. And we owe the 99ers everything bar one thing. We don't owe them to go to the people with the same model that failed last time. Yeah. I want to hear you say, I want to hear an ear, I want to see an air pump. I want to I want to hear a little gasp of you bloody beauty from you two. How about that for an idea? No, no. Well, so so before before I, you know, get on your bandwagon, Peter, I just want to go through a few sort of logical flaws with what you just said there, right? Which is, okay, can we first of all agree that our track record on yep. appointing politicians is pretty bad, right, like, in this country? Like, you know, like nine times out of ten, the politicians are not very good people, right? Is that right? Would you well, agree? That we've, had, we've had some dud politicians over the time. I do agree. This is not actually a political role. This is mm. an anointment of an eminent person. And when you say, when you say oh, we, don't, you know, we don't really like politicians... Very few people do like politicians, which is why yes. when you put forward the 11 candidates, you know, if any of them is a politician, they are very unlikely to get over the line. And a lot of people say, I'd like a woman. And, and but, but a lot isn't, of people the, isn't the point, though, that, you know, like politi- the one skill the politicians have is to sort of get you to vote for them, even though you don't really like them? Like, mm. isn't the problem that what will happen is you get this panel of 11 eminent people mm. and on that list there'll be one sneaky person who just happens to be really good at sort of making you go, oh, wow, I really like that person, you know, because he'll protect us from the Chinese or something. They'll, it runs some scare campaign. And it, suddenly... It's not a campaign like that. Nobody's going to be campaigning on this is what I think about foreign policy. It's going to be a figure, let's just say. I'm just picking picking mm. two figures out of the out of the ether, okay? Yeah. Because they're brothers. Because it yeah. came to me the other day. Peter Costello, who's chair of the company that I work for, love him, absolutely love him. <laughs> Peter Costello, former, yeah. former federal politician... Yeah. Of great note, yes. and his brother Tim Costello. Yes. Okay. So yes. it's those Communist. two. <laughs> 
if those two, let's say, were mm. on the ballot, let's just say yeah. Peter Costello was nominated, well, very unlikely, but if he was nominated by Victoria and or, or the federal parliament and Tim Costello, his brother, mm. was nominated by by either the federal parliament or the or the or Victoria, mm. if they were on the ballot together, I have no doubt that. Tim Costello would come out nah. street ahead nah. of Peter Costello. This is where you're being Absolutely naive. You're just, I can't believe how naive you are, Peter. Clearly what would happen is Peter Costello would run a scare campaign against Tim Costello saying, Tim Costello, clear co- record of communism. He's in bed with China. And then, Peter, everyone would go, oh, God, we've got to get Peter Costello to save us from the Chinese as there represented would- by... Tim. There would be no campaign of that nature for the simple reason people like, and people say, what about Clive Palmer? Highly unlikely that people like, well, Clive Palmer wouldn't be elected in the first mm. place. In my view, if the Australian people elected him, good luck to him. But it's not that kind of a thing because okay. what's the okay. point? So what You're about not going people, to affect mining policy. What about people who spend their entire life professing to be good mm. and build up a whole lot of esteem in the community? Let's yep. say, for example, George Pell, a mm. cardinal someone of great note, mm. like, isn't he exactly the sort of person that until about five years ago you would have said, oh, yeah, he's exactly the sort of person that we should, you know, no, get up there. He's, he's an eminent person. Like, like there's, yeah. there's people all over the place where, who appear very eminent oh. That, I know. have I have heard all kinds of arguments for all kinds of people. <laughs> I have not heard anybody say, not only have they not said, let's vote for George Pell, <laughs> nobody said what, what we really mean? need is a religious person. We want a specific religion. And as it is at the moment, the only person we're allowed to get is the person who is the head of the Church of England, mm. you know, constitutionally. And just, you know, as the French would say, poor anecdote, um, I, I've had interactions over the years with people. One time, you know that fellow Josh, somebody, I think Josh Manawatu, I think was his name, was the, he was the, he's the head of the young constitutional monarchist, something, 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 and he worked for Angus Taylor. Okay. And I was on, I was on Radio National with him. And I said to him, listen, just, I mean, I'm interested here. Are you, do you actually think that the royal family, that there's something in their blood mm. that's stronger than what's in your blood and my blood and everybody we know? He said, yes. I said, what? What, what? what do you mean? He said, this is what he said. He said, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Queen is head of the Church of England. I'm Church of England. And what he said was, there's a natural divinity to, <laughs> that's what he said. And the Radio National broadcaster, who is ruthlessly steeped in being balanced and neutral at all times, yeah. said, what, what, can I just ask you to repeat that? And that's what he said. There is a natural divinity to the Queen of England and presumably Charles and Williams when it all comes. I mean, that's what we're dealing with. Well, why and- not? But why not then use some of that wisdom in our system? Why not have a sword set in stone or something like that? And that's how we pick our leader. We just pick it out. And whoever is naturally you know, divined to be able to get that sword out of the stone gets the whole thing, gets the... And in response, I choose to say to you the words that Bill Hayden said to Norman Gunston on the steps of Parliament House when after Goff had said 
well might we say, mm. God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor General. Mm. And Norman Gunston was there on the steps with his with his shaving cuts and all that, and he started to ask a question. And Bill Hayden said to Norman, "What I say to you, Charles? <laughs> this is no time for your silly jokes." <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. So let's run through what the powers of the president. Are we calling it a president? Is that what it's going to be? In terms of what we would call the mm. head of state, the problem with calling it a president is people immediately think of an American president and they say, I don't want an American-style presidency. And the answer is that's great because we're not proposing an American-style presidency and nobody wants that. We have a system that works, the Westminster system. We simply want a different method of appointing a, a head of state, not by leave of the Queen of England, appointing her representative, but mm. one of one of our own. What we call, I love, I love the the line to call the person the national elder, which which mm. connotes presiding, not ruling, and mm. the although it's very ideally, rude to call ideally, people old. Well, ideally, well, yeah, that's true too. But ideally, you know, the Nagunawal people, who are the people of of Canberra, mm. if they had a word to connote an elder, mm. what about that for an idea that yes. you could use that word and give it an Indigenous flavour? Yes. Do you think Australians as a whole would have faith in us doing, like, picking the right people, though? Because I feel, I mean, I feel quite negative about the system of governance in most countries, particularly most sort of first world nations and I feel like honestly at this point it doesn't really matter what system it is I feel somebody is going to find a way to become corrupt at some point it's just going to find its way in I feel like I mean I feel like I would love to be able to pick the perfect 11 people but I just there is there is no way to pick the perfect first 11 but are you seriously saying seriously Gabby are you saying that yeah look we just we Australians we're just not up to it let's just stay with a family of English aristocrats because that's better I mean see is that your serious point no I think I'd be open to the idea I just I just would worry that if it's screwed up what like I mean to be fair as well I feel like the queen hasn't stepped into our governance since Whitlam so I I just hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, who would be in matter, charge? It, it, it is a matter of, you know, when you get to the bottom of the line of why we're doing this, it is, it's a matter of national dignity to say that when this constitution that we were under was formed up, it made sense. It absolutely made sense because you had all these different colonies of different views and different ideas. The one thing they were united by was common love of England. You know, nobody asked the Indigenous people what they thought and they didn't even have a vote. Yeah. But but 130 years on, we're a different people. I am, you are, we are Australian. From all the lands on earth we come. And when we become a republic, it is, will be an indication to the world and ourselves that we haven't been here as a as a we haven't been here for 130 years. We haven't been here for 200 years. We haven't been here for 250 years. We are a part of the oldest living connected civilization on 
on earth, people, the oldest people on earth, mm. we've been here for 65,000 years. And right now, our First Nations people, they get no spot on our flag. They've got bugger all spot in our constitution. They have to squeeze into the white narrative. And, you know, in the end, it don't do it for us. Mm. It, Third decade of the 21st century, we've got to sort ourselves out. But part of it is having sufficient pride in ourselves, who we are as a people, to say, you know what? I actually don't think we need to find our Australian head of state from a family of English aristocrats. I actually think we can do better. Gabby, tell me, yay. Tell me, hey. Tell me, I'm convinced. Um, I just, I want to, you you speak so passionately that I want to, I want to believe you. I just feel like in my lifetime, I've seen the government fuck up so many times that I, I, I can't allow myself let, 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 to, to want to think that we could live in this idealistic well, let, space. Let's, let's get into this because I reckon there's an opportunity here to sort of improve what our head of state does, right? So under your model, it's basically the powers that the governor general has now would be equivalent to the sort of powers that uh, that the well, look, national elder has after after it the gets, election. It gets very complicated, but right now the governor general, of course, can can you know dip, well we saw what John Kerr did to mm. dismiss a yeah. democratically elected government under our model. The national elder would not have that power. If so the wait a minute, so there's no power to to. Sack a government when they try and bring in free healthcare no, and free education. No, because well, hang the on, they, they, you can't let that happen. If the democratic, if the democratically elected prime minister on the house of the, on the house of the people has the confidence of the majority of the people on the floor, mm. then that 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 shouldn't be able to be dismissed. Well, I want to I want to suggest a few amendments of just some additional powers, additional reserve powers for the national elder. Yes, I can see it coming. Free beer for everybody on Tuesdays. No, they already have that at Parliament. No, no, and also that's a parliamentary matter. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. They're always drinking. Get your constitution. No, I I just think that what we need and what would help Gabby get across the line here is... (laughs) The main problem. No, which is... No, because I think she's one of the people who... She doesn't even like Merit at First Sight. And yet she's still on the fence about Republic, right? Which is, I think we need a no dickheads power, which means, so say you get a dickhead in as your Prime Minister, as we've had quite a lot of in the last few years. (laughs) Mostly my lifetime. The governor, whatever they're called, the national Elder. elder, is allowed to go, nah, actually nah, nah, try again. Charles, where where would you be if the chaser had ever brought in a no dickhead rule? Where, where mate, you you wouldn't you would you? I'd you probably I'd probably a, be a constitutional lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, you, you put some uh, very interesting arguments. Um, we'll of course be getting. What was the name of that Josh guy who believes that it's all Man- about the Manawatu? Village? It's a very similar name, Josh Manawatu. If you're going to look him up and Google him, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get him on. You know, for balance. Oh my god, okay. get him on, Peter. It's a pleasure as always. Um, I, I look forward to you know catching up with you over the coming months. So what's the time? Like, what's the timeline for this? When are we going to get our referendum? Very good question. We'll see what happens in the next election. I mean, I, the most likely thing in a perfect world. In the next electoral cycle, Albo will, or the or Morrison, you know, in a perfect world, will get the voice up. 
you know, so you, yeah. you'll have a you'll have a voice in Parliament for Indigenous people. And the, the thing about that, there'll always be these alarms and so forth. Fred Cheney from Western Australia said it best, all the voices is Indigenous people wanting to have a voice, wanting to be heard on matters that affect Indigenous people. So in the ideal world, that will get up in the next term of Parliament and the term after that referendum to yeah, become right. a republic. Okay, cool. Well, we'll check back in. But it needs support of people like you. Yeah, okay. And Gabby, you too. Peter Fitzsimons, thank you very much. Our gear is from Road Microphones and we're part of the ACRAS Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.